Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. We had an odd story that broke at the new year, right when everybody was discussing fiducia supplicans and everything else. It was an odd story that I want to revisit now, about a week after the fact. The story is that Benedict XVI has come back into the news again. Not for good reasons. For the first being that, for whatever reason, the Vatican suddenly felt it absolutely necessary to reiterate that, in fact, Benedict XVI's resignation was totally valid, that there was nothing weird about it, and that people are insulting the memory of Benedict by implying that he didn't actually abdicate the papacy. They felt the need to do that a day after, or two days after his actual memorial mass that happened one uh, the one-year anniversary of his passing. And the other news that happened was the day prior to that, the Vatican had let slip that they were now removing Benedict XVI's coat of arms from all of his chasubles and all of the actual liturgical vestments he would wear at the Mass. That might not seem like a big deal to you, but the his predecessors, John Paul II, John XXIII, Paul VI, etc., their vestments are on display in the Vatican Museums, complete with the coat of arms that they had. So why was Benedict's being removed? It's no... People have noticed that for all the smiling and glad-handing Francis has done involving Benedict XVI, he did not care for the man at all. Benedict was the prototype for what they want of the papacy and his treatment once he was a quote-unquote emeritus pope, if you believe the official line of the Vatican. And his treatment, especially after his passing, was to be downplayed. It has been an open secret that the Vatican is going to actually issue a new rules on papal funerals to severely downplay them. I've reported on this already briefly, but the short version here is that the kind of funerals we're used to seeing for heads of secular states, presidents, prime ministers, whatever, they will have more pomp and circumstance than what we will see for the funeral of a Roman pontiff in the future. Benedict was the first for that. We saw with his treatment what they intend to do to the memory of popes, and now they're doing it with his museum pieces. It's very strange and very disrespectful of him. So why don't we go first to the actual declaration from the Andrea Tornielli, who was the one of the chief communications officers for Vatican City. He issued this weird document on the heels of a of a priest being excommunicated in Italy for declaring Francis to be an anti-Pope usurper. Here's his press release that was just strange, and for whatever reason he felt it necessary to revisit a topic that they could have just ignored completely. Would have been the smart thing to do. But I suspect they are well aware that there are growing numbers of Catholics who question the legitimacy of Francis, whether you do so following Dr. Maz's philosophy or his hypothesis about the munis and ministerium, or you follow Andrea Cioncini's hypothesis on the impeded sea, or you just believe that there were secular, there was secular interference in the resignation of Benedict that invalidated it. Or if you believe that there was, interference in the conclave whatever your reasonings there's a lot of different reasonings people believe that the, the present situation in rome is invalid whatever it is 
the Vatican could have ignored it. But because in growing numbers of Catholics are starting to realize there's something very wrong here and are looking at Francis and thinking that he's not valid, the Vatican has chosen to, stupidly, I think, address this. And so here's how they do it. So the text of this is translated by Catholic Conclave. Vatican media director, the headline says, denies Benedict was forced out. This was a dumb thing for the Vatican to do, but here we go. Here's Andrea Tornielli's statement translated to English. The worst affront to the person and today to the memory of Joseph Ratzinger, Pope Benedict XVI from 2005 to 2013, is to revive the incoherent and ridiculous theories on the abdication, non-abdication, that he allegedly initiated because he was forced, while maintaining for himself the munis and abandoning only the ministerium. That is the active exercise of the pontificate. A sesquipedal nonsense that unfortunately has fascinated not only those who hold to alternative hypotheses and set of the contists, but also some alleged experts in canon law. People who believe that Benedict XVI was the true Pope and that Francis is not the Pope are not set of a contest. Set of a contest don't believe that there's been a Pope since 1958. And there has been a very concerted effort to get the two conflated. And it's, I think, an insult to everybody involved. Let's have some intellectual honesty with this. Let's continue. It is an offense and an affront to the person and intelligence of a great theologian, of a great bishop, cardinal, and pope, such as Joseph Ratzinger, who declared, explained, reiterated repeatedly that he had renounced the pontificate as expected through the code of canon law because he no longer felt able to bear the weight of the task due to his age. The Roman pontificate is not an eighth sacrament. It does not derive from a special consecration that makes the Bishop of Rome more episcopal than the other successors of the apostles. The Roman pontiff is a pure jurisdiction that is received by accepting the election by the cardinals gathered in conclave. Being elected to the episcopal chair of Rome gives a universal power of service over the entire church. Whenever the Bishop of Rome abdicated, this jurisdiction passes to a successor canonically elected with at least two-thirds of the votes of the cardinals of the conclave, who since March 2013 has been Francis. Benedict XVI, as Pope, had declared in advance his unconditional obedience to his successor by meeting all the cardinals who had arrived in Rome for the last time. Continuing with the story of abdication, non-abdication is first of all an offense against the intelligence and moral integrity of Benedict XVI, who would never have renounced the pontificate if he had been pressured to do so, as all his collaborators know they tried to dissuade him, and he carried out this thoughtful act in complete freedom. It is surprising the self-styled Ratzingerians, who present themselves as nostalgic for the previous pontificate, but end up presenting Benedict XVI as a liar, have lent themselves and continue to lend themselves to the work of demolishing Ratzinger's memory. And very spicy quote. Dr. Mazza, you should feel vindicated by that. You have been noticed. <laughs> um, that is fascinating. Why would they spend so much energy and time on that? They just gave validation to the hypothesis by giving, by giving it the biggest platform possible. The press office of the Vatican. They are definitely feeling the pressure. And that came, that statement came on the heels of this other story. And it's also about Benedict XVI. And they have Benedict on the mind, much more so. And by the way, as an aside, I do want to remind people that not everybody who actually holds the hypothesis that Benedict XVI was the tr never resigned actually like him that much. There are a lot of, I've met a lot of Benny Plenists who say, who recognize that there were a lot of problems with the Benedict's papacy. That he wasn't the most orthodox pope, as a lot of people present him. They acknowledge the problems. 
but they still think he was the valid pontiff. Just as a fact check on Mr. Tornielli there. But here we go to this story here, also from Catholic Conclave. Francis wants to erase all trace of Pope Benedict. The Donatio Mamarade continues. <laughs> so here we have a story about the regalia of the pontiff being erased. Benedict's coat of arms are being removed from a lot of his chasubles and other clerical vestments for offering the mass. You may think that's not that big of a deal, but his predecessors, John Paul II, Paul VI, I would assume even John Paul I, John Twenty-Third, going back in time, their vestments are on display in a museum in Vatican City, complete with their coats of arms on them. So why is Benedict being given a different treatment? Will his regalia be put on display in the museum? One has to wonder. We know that Benedict was not exactly beloved by Francis. That he did a very good job, Francis did, of presenting that he admired Benedict, that he was in continuity with him, and that he you know, had a great deal of respect for him. But his actions speak louder than words. And as I mentioned already, the uh, how they handled Benedict after his passing, you know, shows that as the author of this piece here goes into his quote the enormous sorrows that the deceased pontiff had to endure in the 10 years of cohabitation were not enough the funeral celebrated with the inability to bear the legacy of the predecessor who's a true father of the church were not enough now one year after the passing of benedict the 16th the order had come from santa marta away with the coats of arms of Benedict XVI from the Chasubles. This is what the master of the pontifical liturgical celebrations and the workers of the pontifical sacristy were told. This is how he proceeded to send the Chasubles, of all four liturgical colors, to the tailor shop to replace the coat of arms of the deceased pontiff with the tiara and decusit keys. This is a choice that finds no justification whatsoever, especially made ten years after the end of the pontificate and only following his passing. From a historical point of view, in fact, the memory of the vestments that were commissioned by Benedict XVI and commemorate his pontificate is erased. It is also a temporal indication. The vestments were desired and created during this period. Furthermore, all the other vestments were with the coat of arms of St. Paul VI, St. John XXIII, St. John Paul II, are all in the pontifical sacristy, and no one has ever dared to touch them. In the days following his passing, Francis demonstrated his intolerance towards the entire legacy of Joseph Ratzinger. No one will ever be able to forget the images of Benedict XVI loaded onto a minibus at dawn while it was still dark and taken to the Vatican Basilica by entering through the side door. Such treatment has never been reserved even for the excommunicated. One year after his passing, this morning, the Honorable Monsignor George Gonswein celebrated a holy mass in repose of the soul of Benedict XVI. The demand for participation was so high that a celebration could not be held in the Vatican grottos, but the mass was moved to the altar of the cathedral to allow everyone to participate. End quote. The demand was so high for that funeral. Not even it was a funeral, it was for his commemorative mass a year after, that the they couldn't hold it in the grottos, which is the only place the traditional liturgy is allowed anymore. They had to make a special exception to bring him up to the cathedral so that everybody could who wanted to participate could. Maybe that's what this is about. Benedict XVI, for all of his flaws, is still beloved in memory. He will truly, in a future post, will truly refer to his work when they reference him in the traditional papal way, if you've ever read an encyclical. Though they will call him, but Pope, they'll call him Benedict XVI of fond memory or of holy memory. That's how they will refer to him. One wonders if Francis will receive that same treatment. My suspicion is not. 
especially given now that the Vatican is feeling enough pressure from these various different hypotheses about the validity of Francis that they know there's growing resentment and growing awareness that there's something very wrong in Rome with the entire Francis situation, and they don't like it one bit. Regardless of whether those hypotheses are true or not, simply they simply validated them by acknowledging them. Vatican's not bringing its best these days, folks. It really isn't. Anyway, let me know what you thought of all this in the comments, please. Hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to sharing this on social media helps a lot, too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.